Hello and welcome to the Adventure Games Podcast. My name is Shorsha Dunbar and I'm your host. Thank you so much for joining us for another episode of the Adventure Games podcast. This is another review episode, which we haven't done in a while. Um, so I am joined by two good friends. Again, uh, I was looking for, I was hoping to get three very talented, uh, uh, educated people who could speak very well. Fortunately, I couldn't find three people, so we're stuck with the three of us. Um, joined by two good friends of mine, Laura and Thomas. Hello, Laura and Thomas. How are you guys doing? Hi, I'm 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 good. Uh, this is the first really uh, like extra international podcast yeah. because we're we're really three in three different countries now. Yeah, we are this, indeed. This is like the United Nations or something. Um, <laughs> we'll, we will get there. We will get there. Uh, so yeah, no, for various reasons, we've all been very very busy, and of course, so while Laura and I were at Adventure X, which yes. also. Uh, so it, we met for the second time in person in what five uh, years? I know, crazy, right? <laughs> How has it been that uh, long? Yeah, four years, it's, I think, or four years. Yeah, it's. I mean, I don't know. Time is kind of meaningless. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes, <laughs> uh, the last couple of years, I would say. But, yeah, it's uh, true. But yeah, we will be talking a little bit about Adventure X uh, coming up, about what our uh, favorite games from that uh, conference were, and. Uh, and of course, uh, as some people might know, but the Adventure Games podcast was one of the sponsors of Adventure X. Uh, so uh, we'll talk a little bit more about that, but that is thanks mainly to our wonderful Patreons. Um, so uh, thank you guys again. And it was great to be there, but um, we have a lot to talk about. We'll be doing kind of uh, a Christmas Halloween crossover, I think, because I'll be reviewing Watch Over Christmas. And um, amongst many other games, we've got a lot to cover. Uh, but we'll be talking about Hobbs Barrow, which the three of us played. Um, so a nice horror game that we'll be talking in more detail. So uh, first, shall we get to the news? And Let's. Yes, yeah, let's, be uh, let's quite, have a look. Quite a bit of news, uh, both, uh, you know, positive and unfortunately very sad news as well, which we'll cover. But first of all, the positive. Monkey Island, uh, you guys have probably heard about it. I think it's a very indie game. Not many people have heard about it, <laughs> I don't think. Um, but actually, that has won the Golden Joystick PC Game of the Year. Um, not only that, but Stray won the Best PlayStation Game of the Year, which uh, you reviewed, Laura. Yeah. And uh, Man and Cage won the Best Performer for her performance in Immortality. So, see, uh, Adventure Games are still doing their whole dead thing again. They're <laughs> just winning awards rest, left, right, and center. Um, <laughs> but what, what do you guys think of these awards? Uh, I mean, we'll be doing uh, later on, um, not not now, but uh, probably in January uh, or at the end of December, our, our own favorite games of the year. But uh, how do you guys feel about Monkey Island winning the Joystick PC Game of the Year? The Golden, Joystick, the Golden uh, Joystick PC Game of the Year. Yeah, I mean, I think it's it's great. I mean, it's brilliant that it wins such a, a big award. It's kind of weird because I kind of forgotten about the Golden Joystick Awards. It, it's like <laughs> this thing that comes about and it's it's weirdly doesn't make as, as much of a big thing about it. So I hope this still means quite a lot for Return to Monkey Island. I, I think it's, you know, yeah, a brilliant thing for it to win it. 
I just hope it wins other awards as well. I mean, I, I think it deserves it for sure. Yeah, it is up for, uh, I believe, a Best Innovation Award for the Game Awards or Best Accessibility, I think it is. Oh, great. Um, it is. And Stray and Immortality have been nominated for uh, the Game Awards for Best Game as well, along with Elden Ring and God of War. So they're really in great company there. Uh, that would be on the 8th of this, uh, December. But uh, yeah, I'm delighted to see these adventure games uh, win such, uh, you know, mainstream awards. And uh, I mean, of course, on forums, you do have the loser whiny boys who just can't move on uh, from the fact that because they don't like the game, that they don't want anybody else to win the game. Uh, but I, I don't think they're really relevant at this stage. <laughs> Again, if you don't like the game, that's your opinion. But um, I mean, I personally think it's great that uh, that adventure games are winning these mainstream awards. So uh, yeah, hopefully you can continue to put uh, adventure games in the spotlight. Uh, do you have any thoughts, Thomas? Well, I obviously I love the fact that um, that Return to Monkey Island won an award. And, yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, you know, like us being being very very deep in in the adventure game uh, scene. First of all, I want to say I loved Return to Monkey Island, but I don't think it was the best Ooh. adventure game of the year. Well, it wasn't. It's, it's it was best PC game of the year. Yeah, is what well, it won. Yeah, well, that's that's surprising too. Uh, like, was it the best PC game of the year? I don't know. It's good that it won. It's it's very good, but I think it won more on name recognition Ooh. than. Uh, I'm not saying it doesn't deserve it. Don't 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 get me wrong. I'm not saying it doesn't deserve it uh but uh yeah that's that's what i was uh i was thinking like uh uh good that it won but was it was it really i mean it's probably up there but yeah know. that's a good point i definitely had the name the name recognition but uh yeah i'm not too sure yet i still have to go through my own favorite uh adventure games of the year myself um and i'm not sure if that would be at the very <clears throat> very top but um i mean the ones it beat were quite like it beat um, Neon White, which is, it's interesting. The the ones, the other ones that are in the, the category for PC Game of the Year, because they're they're pretty different. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, Neon White, Hard Space, Shipbreaker, Teardown, Total War, Warhammer Three, and another Warhammer game as well. So two Warhammer games. Um, so quite a weird mix, I have to say, <laughs> in that PC Game of the Year. I don't know if any of those, apart from, I mean, out of those ones. Definitely, I think Return to Monkey Island deserves to win. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. Maybe I it's think just so, yeah. the nominees are a bit kind of unusual. Mm. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, I don't think I'd heard of any. I mean, Warhammer, of course, but uh, yeah, I I have, but I, none of them I would have considered maybe PC Game of the Year. I mean, Neon White is pretty good, but yeah, I don't know. Unusual, unusual mm. list. Yeah, well, purely purely based on the fact that I haven't played any of the other ones. <laughs> I'm just going to say that uh, this is definitely deserved. <laughs> definitely. In, in that category with those other games, uh, probably. Yeah. Uh, and Stray won the PlayStation game of the year. Uh, well, Laura, you played that game. Do you think it's yeah. a deserving winner from what? I mean, it beat Elden Ring and The Last of Us Part yeah. 1 and, and Grand Rise of Forbidden West. Yeah. like So that's kind of crazy. Um, but Stray, of... again, it's yeah, a good game. I mean, the, the Last of Us Part 1 is. The, the remake, isn't it? Yeah. Or the re-remake. Um, so, yeah. And then 
again, you played Immortality, so do you think that Man and Cage deserved uh, to, to Man and Cage? Man and Cage, my apologies. Yes. <laughs> Man and Cage. <laughs> uh, yeah, Man and Cage, uh, who played Marissa Marcel. Yeah, I mean, she was, I'm, I mean, she she beat Dominic Armato, who was up for Best Performer as well, um, mm. who obviously I'm always going to root for, but uh, I think she did a really good performance in Immortality. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm not, I don't feel too bad about that. Yeah, no, that's uh, Ted Ramey was also uh, nominated for the Quarry, mm. and then Dominic Armato as, of course, um, Guybrush Threepwood. So, yeah, uh, so congratulations to all involved, and we shall see after the Game Awards uh, if more adventure. But I think it's great that finally they're getting more recognition this year because I think last year there weren't as many don't think adventure games uh, recognized, but um, it's been a fantastic year for adventure games, and I think this is just more proof. Uh, now, Elden Ring won the main, I think, game, ultimate game of the year, uh, which which Return to Monkey Island wasn't there, or Stray, oddly enough. But uh, Immortality was, which didn't win. But um... No, uh, Immortality and Monkey Island and Norco were uh, all nominated for Best Storytelling. So that's also... Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, well, congratulations to all in fold. And uh, well, sticking with Monkey Island... Um, but I don't know if you guys heard of this, but uh, Ron Gilbert exclusively revealed that he is going to uh, keep the next game will be the RPG game that he was uh, working on previously. I mean, I say exclusively revealed, but he revealed this on Mastodon. So it might as well have been exclusive, yeah. right? <laughs> or however many people are on it. I tried using that, but um, yeah, it's it's bit awkward that I found. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so that'll be interesting. His next game, he said Daryl Macedon will be his RPG that he was uh, working on before Return to Monkey Island. Um, now some sad news. Uh, the Leisure Suit Larry actor uh, Jan Robson has very sadly passed away at 66. Um, he worked in a lot of things, but he voiced in pretty much uh, our, all the voiced Leisure Suit Larry games. Um, Leaders of Clary 6, Leaders of Magna Cum Lloyd, uh, Reloaded the remake, and the last two games, Wet Dreams Don't Dry and Wet Dreams Dry Twice. Uh, he also voiced characters in King's Quest, Mask of Eternity, uh, and Timbleweed Park. And uh, he also had roles in uh, Pixar and Disney films like uh, Toy Story, Mulan, Cars, A Bug's Life, and Up, and the television uh, series, 80 television series, Facts of Life, One Day at a Time, and Knight Rider. And uh, so quite a lot he was in, and he will be uh, sadly missed. But uh, I don't know any thoughts or comments. Um, I know, Thomas, you're probably the biggest Leisure Suit Larry fan of the three of us. Um, so Yeah, any... he did a great job on Larry. Um, it's it's a sad day for voice actors, you know, after uh, Kevin Conroy and uh, now uh, now uh, the voice of Leisure Suit Larry who passes away. That's, that's just sad. Yeah. Mm, no, he absolutely. Did, he did, he did some great work. Definitely. And uh, yeah, Laura, anything to add? It's not much to add, I know, but... No, I mean, I've, yeah, obviously just very sad when someone in the community passes away and someone who's, you know, added so much to it. it I, I'll be honest, uh, Suit Larry, not really my thing. So I <laughs> I can't say much about his work, but obviously, you know, he was like a very important part of that. So mm. yeah, it's very sad. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, R.I.P. Jan Robson. Now, we don't know about any future Leaders Suit Larry games, but um, but yeah, no, very, very sad to hear. And uh, going from more um, sad news, <coughs> excuse me, um, in a different way, this is 
this is uh we reported last time about disco elysium that had been reported that um i believe three um so the disco elysium designer robert kurvitz writer helen hindpair and art director alexander rostov had been dismissed from zaum uh the, the company that made disco elysium last year now this has really kind of exploded in the last few weeks and um <clears throat> excuse me uh this has really exploded the last few weeks because they have now taken the company to court uh, the very gist of it is that they have uh, alleged that there is fraud involved in the company from the investors. Uh, now, I will include links to that uh, article, which I go into more detail about why they believe that there is fraud from the uh, current owners and investors. Now, the current owners have uh, hit back and they have said that um, they dismissed the employees in their words because they had limited to no engagement in their responsibilities and work created a toxic work environment, demonstrated uh, misconduct towards other employees, including verbal abuse and gender discrimination, and attempted to legally sell Zaum's intellectual property. Uh, now, again, to go into more detail, again, I need to stress, this is what they're saying, not us. Um, we don't know really what's going on, but it's, uh, it's, I think it's very sad as well. It's such a great game like Disco Elysium and now nearly uh, life imitating art if you will, that, um, you know, this is because it's beginning to be very, very messy. We don't know uh, what's going to happen, but, uh, you know, neither side is backing down the former developers um, of Disco Elysium who were dismissed. They're not backing down and the current owners as well. Uh, they're continuing to fight on as well. So uh, again, as, as fans of Disco Elysium, uh, what are your guys' thoughts on this whole situation? I think it's just sad. I mean, however, mm. whatever's actually happening, I just think it's it's always sad when you you see the, this kind of thing happen, really. So I, I just think I I hope I don't know I don't know how, what can be salvaged from this, but I just think it's you know it's a it's a shame really, and it's just the shame for the for the project as well. Yeah, it it while it it doesn't affect the game itself. I mean, not the first one. It's 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 such a big mess that. Um, we're probably never going to see a sequel, and and if we're going to see a sequel, it's not going to be up to the level of the first one because the people who created the first one are no longer involved. So uh, I I I know that it's it's a he said she said situation. Oh, he said he said they said they said situation. Mm. I'm I'm tempting to believe the original creators a bit more, especially since the other people involved are um, a bit shady. But uh, it seems to be a bit shady, let me put it like that. Yeah, we, we yeah, don't yeah. know that. We don't know. We don't know yeah. any of these people. <laughs> so, yeah, well, just whoever wins, we lose, probably. Mm. Yeah, well, that, that wow, that sounded like Alien versus Predator. <laughs> <laughs> that was exactly like Alien versus yeah. Predator. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it it is very, very sad because they're clearly very, very talented. I mean, Disco Elysium is one of the best games that has been released. I would say probably ever. Some of the best writing I've ever come across. Yeah. Um, in that game. So now, of course, if there is any truth to the allegations that they um, didn't behave appropriately towards their colleagues, again, we certainly do not condone that. But again, we don't know. We don't have any evidence either way. So, um, yeah, it looks like if there is a sequel to Disco Elysia, we'll, it will probably won't be the same. It won't be for the same people uh, unless they win back the rights, which 
I mean, who knows what might happen? But uh, yeah, we if will... they get if they get control back of their studio, then mm. yeah, yeah, we might we might be lucky. But until then, it's to be continued. Mm. Uh, well, yeah. So we'll keep people updated as we as we uh, find out more. Um, in uh, probably better news now, I know that the three of us are massive fans of Mist, right? Oh, so much! <laughs> uh, we played those games so many times. Uh, I played like ten minutes of it. But uh, there is going to be another remake. So the Mist original game has probably been remade and ported for every single console and uh, handheld. I, I imagine. Well, now its sequel, Riven, is itself getting a remake. There was a very quick teaser trailer. Um, but we don't really know much about it. Uh, it is um, so Kayan, the developer, uh, they said uh, Riven is one of the most highly regarded games in Kayan's history. We didn't want to approach it lightly or fr frivolously. So, uh, Kayan, is it Kayan or Cyan? I, I never know how Cyan, to Cyan, I would guess. Cyan, well, uh, Cyan is a small indie studio. We want to make sure we could take on such a difficult, costly, and complicated endeavor and do it well. So they're uh, they're going to redo it in a, what they say, ground-up modern remake. Uh, I mean, they're pretty good at it. So they're going to work with uh, Starry Expanse. It's going to be fully realized, real-time 3D environment. And um, yeah, I mean, okay, I know the three of us, we're not exactly fans of the Miss franchise, but that, that game and that series still has a lot of fans. Uh, mm. So I think this is good news for them. If you like Mist, if you like Riven, or if you've never played them. Well, it's uh, not surprising. I mean... And if you look at how many fans Monkey Island still has, I mean, the, the that, same yeah, goes for Mist. And Mist, Mist was probably not even a bigger hit than Monkey Island was. So, mm, oh, absolutely, it's not that weird that people are, mm. are, are, are yeah, hanging on to that those titles. Yeah, well, it's uh, it, I don't know to mention the uh, a release date. I don't believe they did, but uh, look, Cyan have usually, as far as I know, been pretty good with remakes. So I think that's. Good news if you're a Mist fan, or if you've never played it, this might be the best chance, best time to play Riven. So, again, that will be coming out soon. And then, uh, I don't know if you got, if I've ever mentioned Suzerain. Have I mentioned that to you guys? <clears throat> you certainly didn't mention it at no. all at Adventure X. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't think I went on and on about it at Adventure X, oh did I, Laura? He went detail. so much on about that game. Goodness me. Why? Have I don't know. He, you... he was drunk, so I'm going say it. Oh, dear Lord, again? Have, have you have you played it? Have either of you played it yet? No. No. It's, it's a fantastic game. Well, we know that the next game in the Suzerain universe is called The Conformist. Now, I could spend a long time talking about this, but I won't. I'll just say that it is, according uh, to developers, Torpor Studios, it's an upcoming narrative role-playing game in which the player guides Orwin, who's a propagandist working for the government of Swordland, in an attempt to survive the harsh political environment after the Civil War. So it's kind of like a prequel. Uh, as anyone who's played the game will know, it's during the time of President Tarkin's soul. And uh, it's going to have graphics uh, this time. It's not, I believe it's not going to have the same map. This is going to be more, I think, traditional role-playing uh, adventure game style. And it looks like a cel-shaded graphics. And yeah, well, I can't wait. <laughs> uh, I'll be reviewing this game. I'll be playing this <laughs> game at a later point. Um, and yes, and the developer uh, Atta told me that the, one of the issues with making a direct sequel is that there are about eight or nine different endings. So you have to make one of the endings, um, uh, what's it called, canon. And so this is probably a way around that. So I am really looking forward to it. 
Um, even if you guys still haven't played Suzerain, probably won't play this game. I am really looking forward to it myself. So <laughs> that is that uh, conformist, and you can check out the uh, website uh, that we will put in the show notes. And then finally, in this uh, segment, uh, Clamman Two is back in development. Now we're uh, talking. Yeah. <laughs> so well, Suzerain, I think, is still one of the best games I've ever played. But anyway, Clamman, <laughs> I really enjoyed as well. And the developer recently put up on his Steam page that uh, Clamman 2 is back, that he got funding for it. Now, I wasn't aware that he had stopped uh, working on it, but he had apparently worked as narrative designer on another game with another company, and he couldn't get funding for Clamman 2 Headliner. But he said it got picked up by Fig Portfolio Shares, which is an initiative that raised a couple of million dollars in order to invest in indie titles. Um, now, he said that this doesn't oversee the development and instead provides funds for development for a share after release so he said that they have given him enough money to make the game for two years so his aim is to release the game within that time so the next two years of development and he'll have more at a later time so uh yeah that's interesting uh anybody want to mention anything about that or looking forward to it i'm glad it's back in development yeah the demo yeah. was great and we all at least uh I, yeah Man one was fantastic yeah, still, still a game I, I, I wholeheartedly recommend to people, and uh, yeah, I hope I hope he gets this finished because I want to play this one. Absolutely. Now it is also speaking of Disco Elysium. This is uh, inspired by Disco Elysium, and now the developer actually mentioned in his update that few people had complained that it was too talky. The sequel, the the demo, so he's going to make changes based on their feedback. I didn't find that at all, but anyway. No, me neither. Um, I'm certainly looking forward to it. I so that you, is... can't, you can't please everyone, right? Exactly. <clears throat> so, so um, uh, we were at Adventure X. Uh, Adventure X was back. Uh, mm. Unfortunately, Thomas, you couldn't uh, come this year. Um, you had no. other uh, other plans. Um, but uh, myself and Laura. We made it. And as I mentioned, Adventure uh, Games Podcast was one of the sponsors of the event, uh, mainly thanks to the Patreon supporters. So uh, I'm not going to go too long about this here because I did upload um, my own impressions for Patreon as a thank you to them. Uh, so I did speak about the games and the event in more detail. But uh, Laura, what are your thoughts on the event uh, back after two, three years? Yeah, I just thought it was great to be back, really, yeah. and um, a new venue, and I think the venue worked pretty yes. well uh, at the Greenwich uh, University. Um, I, I wonder if they'll just stick with it being there now, because, it, it I mean, th there was more room, certainly, than at the British Library. The British Library has a certain charm about it, but I think this might be where they want to go if they if they're able to get this venue again next year, um, just in terms of it being a bit bigger and there being more room for everything. And it still felt like it, you know, it still had its charm. It wasn't like Ooh. it was a big, huge conference center or anything. It still was kind of small enough. But yeah, great to see everybody. Uh, lots of fantastic talks um, and mixed with loads of great demos. I mean, I, I won't go into huge detail about stuff again I played because, um, as you said, Chaucer's done like a, a bit of a briefing, but I really liked um, a Highland song uh, that I, yes. I played a little bit of by Inkle, uh, which obviously I know did Heaven's Vault and 80 Days. Very different game from them uh, that they're planning. Uh, much more of a, we've spoken a little bit about this before, but it's kind of a side scrolling um, narrative adventure. It's, it's kind of 
this girl out in the Highlands in, in Scotland. And it's a bit more about uh, exploring nature. She's got to find points on the map that she, she's got to go to. Um, and there's some rhythm elements as well, where if you hit, if you miss the beat, uh, you kind of fall over and things like that. So you, you might not get to where you're trying to go and it's all real time. So, uh, you know, the, the sun's going down at certain points and you've got to rest at little bothies and things. So it's quite very different uh, in comparison to what they've done before. But, you know, they're always good inkles. So I'm really interested in, in seeing that one. And also, I think that I have to say the demo, uh, the talk of, of, of the conference really was uh, Locomotive, the demo. Um, which was very long, but very yes. good, very polished. Um, just, I'm really looking forward to playing that one, um, which started off as an Adventure X Game Jam game. Um, but it feels like a really good kind of traditional point-and-click adventure game about there being a murder on a, on a train and um, there are different characters you have to kind of work out um, from their different points of time. Uh, who did what, basically. Uh, you, you play each of the different characters at different points during that day when that murder happened. And um, I guess you uncover what actually went on as, as you go about it. But everyone was queuing up to play that game. I think mm. partly because the demo was so long, it took quite yes. a while to get on it. Well, I think partly because everyone heard it was a really great demo. So, um, yeah, that one will be good for sure. Yeah, looking forward to that. Um, I also enjoyed uh, Backfire Wall, which was kind of yes. like... A walking at least the demo was a walking simulator ish what the developer said is that uh they were partly inspired by the stanley parable yeah uh, i totally get that yeah i, I played yeah. that one at gamescom um it was good uh oh sorry i said i've been signed out of zoom oops oh <laughs> okay well i'm still here and i think it still says it's recording so okay phew well i'm still here then. fingers okay. crossed yeah i said i was signed out okay uh <laughs> Yeah, no, I and one of the surprises for me was uh, Albert Wild, uh, quantum, what, uh, quantum PI, quantum PI. I didn't, ex I mean, not that I expected. I didn't know much about it, but that I was, was an unusual it. one. It was unusual, but I was laughing through it. <laughs> uh, I thought it was quite funny as well. Um, and yes, it's another animal detective game, but mm. uh, that was but one that stuck in my uh, head. A little bit and, more adult, I'd say, than the others. Yes. <laughs> but uh, and also he, I mean, the character was a total loser, which we don't often kind of get. Yeah. Anymore, like he was total loser, <laughs> but still kind of uh, charming in his own way. Mm. But uh, and I love the art style as well in that game, the black and white, um, as well. So we shall see what the full game is like. Uh, just what to mention there, Lord. I just want to say to any other adventure game developers listening, uh, if at all possible, my advice would be for conferences, if at all possible. No, it's probably not possible all the time but try and make your demo shorter i would say mm, because 20 I, minutes tops i think yeah because really I know 10 if, 15 if we have a demo like if we're playing at home one hour is probably fine but at a conference you mentioned that a lot of few games were um you know about an hour and then you have people queuing up mm. and uh, you can't really finish it and you're kind of stressed as well there are plenty of other games to play so I, what i would say is if at all possible make uh, demos at conferences like this uh, shorter because you want as many people to play as possible um, that might not all be possible but that would be my advice and also uh, what I like to particularly locomotive developers did is that they were kind of behind you and they were kind of like watching the player but not kind of on top of you yeah. because I saw a lot of people were behind the desk and now 
you know, they're probably tired in that. But if you don't see how the player is playing, first of all, they might need help. They might need, uh, might get stuck. But also I think you get some, you'll be missing some valuable feedback as to how the player is playing, you know, how they're resolving puzzles or what they're doing. So at conferences, I get what I would suggest to developers is to kind of see how players are playing uh, to get some feedback. But yeah, it was great to be back. And uh, hopefully it'll be back again in 2023. Um, the talks were good as well, I thought. I especially like to talk at the end um, with uh, Alistair Beckett-King uh, uh, asking questions that need to be asked, like how can we kill adventure games once and for all? <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, so, uh, and also you did an interview, Laura. Yes, I well, yeah, I, I I did a I was one of the talks, sort of, in that I interviewed Mike Bethel, who's a lovely chap, such a nice yeah, guy, absolutely really nice. Uh, I didn't really know where to go with the interview because I was given nothing apart from interview Mike Bithell. And I was like, I don't know, you know, whether to ask him old things or new things. So I tried to do a mix of both. But the thing is, he's such a nice guy that it was yeah. pretty easy. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, it's, I don't think anybody noticed. It went fairly, <laughs> it went really well, I thought. Um, and uh, so congrats on that. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Mm -hmm. um, so, uh, so yeah, so congrats. And again, to the organizers for the last minute or uh, change yeah. of venue. And it worked really, really well. It was almost seamless that you'd never think that this was last minute um, that they had to organize this venue. So huge, huge congrats and thanks to uh, Tom and Alastair and all the organizers. So um, shall we go before we get to the main reviews? Um, actually, we'll we'll just we'll just talk again about the uh, Patreons. Uh, you can find the Adventure Games Podcast on Patreon. We are an independent podcast. If you wanted to help out uh, and also help us, maybe sponsor events such as Adventure X, um, which would again thanks maybe to the Patreons and help uh, get involved with the community. You can do that by sponsoring. So you'd also get these episodes at least twenty four hours in advance. Some extra episodes. Uh, such as spoiler special interviews with developers and i go into more detail about adventure x and um so that would be kind of patreon.com forward slash adventure uh games podcast not adventure x <laughs> um so again the link will be in the show notes and another way you can help is uh you can review the podcast which doesn't cost you any money at all uh that also would really really help the podcast and adventure games that we cover and adventure game developers it really helps with visibility and we got one new uh, review um Ooh. so i'll just read it very very quickly but it's five stars Yay! and the the title is d3 exclamation mark ah. <laughs> I that, that could be positive or negative these <laughs> <laughs> three uh but but it's positive <laughs> exactly very quickly what uh, this is from glenn huckleberry in Canada. So what he said was, I appreciate your keen attention to the subtle little bits that are built into games. Their love of adventure gaming with rich worlds and strong narratives comes through clearly. They have a clear love for the genre that is not chained to its past. Past works and new attempts are each given their due. When they don't like some aspect of a game, they place it in the context of how it impacted their game and respond proportionally. Safe systems notwithstanding. I wonder, who, I wonder who you talk about there. <laughs> Uh, thanks, Shorter, Thomas, and Laura for continuing to introduce me to games and to slip my notice and building me a cozy backlog cabin. Quite like that phrase. I'm not sure I'd call my backlog a cozy backlog cabin more than I like mess, it though. But I really like it. Uh, yeah. So huge thank, thank you, you to, to Glenn Huckleberry uh, for that lovely review. It really, as well as helps us with visibility, it really helps, uh, I mean, helps us feel good that, uh, you know, because yeah, we, too. yeah. It, it feels like we talk into the void at times. Like, is anybody actually listening? 
Do people actually like what uh, <laughs> Hello? we're talking about? Hello? People care about what you're saying. Uh, but yeah, so you can, there is a link in the show notes as well, uh, rate uh, this podcast or slash Adventure Games podcast as well. Uh, so yeah, thank you again, Glenn, for um, for that thank lovely you. review. So uh, now we get to the reviews. First of all, Laura and I played a demo, uh, Signal and Echo, Iris uh, is missing. Uh, so Iris. Iris. I'm sorry. Clearly you played that very... <laughs> Thoroughly, but yes, well, yeah. Well, there's no voice acting. No, in I know, case. I know. So yeah, and you know me and pronunciation. Yes, um, I do. I, I have my own pronunciation. Mm, okay. uh, so Laura, very briefly, what is uh, this game about, and what did you think? Well, I found it interesting because it is about a journalist. Um, yes, I, I mean, it is a newspaper like it. journalist, mind you, not uh, a radio journalist. But yeah, and you, you're starting your job at The Signal and Echo, which is a, a newspaper. You're a sort of fledgling reporter. You're on your first day. And uh, you get told about this case, this Iris, who, as the title says, has been missing. She's a schoolgirl. Uh uh, a teenager and uh, you basically uh, tr try and uh, start to piece together what could have happened and uh, it, it's kind of a bit of a interesting way um, uh, Kinney Games who is the developer and publisher of this has gone about making it because it's sort of a, a text pass parser system so it's a tr traditional point and click game but it uses a text parser system and basically every object or character in the game um, is uh, a piece of text that you can uh, put in and ask people about or that you can use in different situations. So, uh, you know, if you're in a room... Um, if you're and there's you know a, a computer you could put that you can use that word computer and type that in um, and that will come up as a, a bit of dialogue that you can talk to um, anyone in the game about which is you know a lot mm. of work because <laughs> the, they've got to have dialogue options for all of these items that you see in the game so there's there's a lot going on here and um, it does require a bit of detective work as well you've, you've got to search you know old newspaper articles and, and do lots of digging around as like a real reporter would um to try and find things out and uh, i really enjoyed it i thought it was really good fun so did you think that the game accurately portrayed uh journalists from i mean i knew my two different journalism not the same as uh in this game the same as ollie but mm. from your experience as a journalist because you're out of the three of us you're the only one who's an actual journalist mm. uh what what are your thoughts about that I'd say so. I mean, like I said, I don't. I've never really done stuff for the, a local newspaper, and it is. It's it's much more kind of on you know on your feet journalism that 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 this journalist is doing in terms of you know going to court and. But you know, it mentions things like shorthand and things that uh, you could potentially have to learn as a journalist. I didn't have to learn that, um, <laughs> but uh, I know. Um, uh, the guy behind this, Kinney Games, uh, did start out uh, life as a journalist, um, so has that background, and you could kind of tell mm. um, that that is the case. Um, obviously, there's parts of it that are slightly more fanciful than, you know, um, just in terms of uh, getting about and things like that. But um, yeah, for the most part, I would say it's fairly accurate. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I played the uh, beginning of this year back in January. Um... Uh, oh, what's the name of that game now? The Colonel's Bequest, which is also a text processor, right. but that was made in 1989. Uh, but this game, it does have a type of tutorial at the very beginning. And unlike the Colonel's Bequest, it always starts with ask about, and then you can move your mouse over the cursors, as you mentioned. And so it's easier in that respect. So I tell, so what I would say to people, if you are 
not concerned, but you know, if you if you are thinking, oh, this is going to be too hard, I'd say no. Actually, the interface I thought was really good. I have no issues at all with it. Um, and it's I, got those similar kind of style of, of graphics, similar, uh, that, sort similar of EGA graphics, style. but it felt kind of modern to play with. Yeah. So it is a text parser game, but it felt modern. It the interface I thought was easier than the pre older text parser game. So um, it's like uh, Journalist Quest. Yeah, journalist <laughs> quest. <laughs> yes, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. Oh, uh, and yeah, I liked the gameplay. I liked the story, and I liked uh, some of the puzzles. There was uh, one. I mean, not going to give it away, but no. looking for the um, was it the, the CCTV? Yeah, uh, that's the, good, I, I so. quite liked that. It does make you feel kind of clever, but um, uh, yeah, no, I quite enjoyed it. It's just a demo. It took me about. Uh, I'm going to say about, uh, well, over an hour. It says yeah, about an hour, hours. I think. Yeah, nearly two hours. But um, uh, yeah, so that is Signal and Echo. Iris is missing from <laughs> Kinney Games. Uh, so uh, looking forward to playing that. Hopefully that will be released in 2023, uh, the full version. So best of luck, Kinney Games, with that. And, uh, and now, so... Uh, to the full reviews now. So, Thomas, we haven't heard much from you, but you've been busy playing adventure games as well. So, I yeah. believe now we've all had uh, quite a difficult two, three years with COVID and with the virus and everything. So, uh, you played a nice escapist game called The Plague Doctor of Whipra about yeah. the plague <laughs> as well. <laughs> Yeah, I thought let let's play something that has is as far away from reality as I could get. Fine. <laughs> that would never happen in this day and age, <laughs> <That> would, right? <laughs> no, no. Actually, the people in this game re, re respond more reasonably to the to this <laughs> pandemic than they actually did in real life. But um, well, not entirely. But yeah, no. The Plague Doctor of Whipra. I, this uh, game was on my radar because of the demo that I played. Uh, I think last year somewhere. Um, could have been earlier this year. I'm, I'm completely. I have no sense of time anymore. And the uh, the developer, Electro Cosmos, was uh, nice enough to grant me a, a review key. And uh, so I've been I've been playing this, and I've had a lot of fun with it. Now, um, this place, yeah, takes place in the small town of Wipra, and there is during the period of the Black Plague. And you are uh, a doctor, you specialize in uh, plague treatment, uh, but you also live in, a era, in an era where science is not always a good seen as a good thing. Hmm. Sorry, this could be 2022 as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There are a lot of people who don't trust uh, you as a doctor, but, you know, uh, especially once uh, religion comes in and in this area, in this uh, time period, um, the church has a, still a very strong hold on uh, on a lot of uh, European uh, areas. So that is one of the things that you come across. And what is fun and what I did not know when I started playing it is that this has multiple endings as well, um, really depending on the choices you make and on what information you, you pass on. It is a, a very uh, traditional point-and-click adventure game. Uh, in which you just you could you uh, try to solve uh, puzzles uh, using your inventory or using your uh, using logic. Um, that was one tough puzzle puzzle right in the beginning that I found uh, 
very hard, but luckily uh, the developer gave me a hint to, to the a push into the right direction. But for the rest, um, this was all very very doable, and I got a I didn't get a good ending. <laughs> my first playthrough did not get a good ending. No, no, I was uh, I was burned at the stake. Oh no! <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I went against the oh. wishes of the I went against the wishes of the church by you know curing people. How dare you? Oh, damn. And, uh, they burst me the stake for it because, yeah, obviously uh, the priest has uh, a priest has more knowledge about uh, treating diseases than uh, an actual doctor. So, yeah, that's uh, that, that's uh, a bit of the idea of this of this game. I enjoyed it a lot. Uh, the the playthrough was not like it was not a, a very long game, uh, but because there are multiple playthroughs possible, uh, you can still get a lot out of it. And um, yeah, you just have to uh, try different things, um, make make a few different decisions, and and see what else uh, what else I could do. Um, well, yeah, I, I I definitely recommend this one, and uh, not just because they gave me a key, because it's an actual good game, and uh, I hope uh, other more people will play it because it this this deserves to be played. Cool. Now I just have one question because I enjoyed the demo as well, but I did get stuck. Uh, because I'm not going to say pixel hunting, but I did miss a hotspot. Like that could be on me as well. But how did you find hotspots in the full game? Uh, is that did you get stuck on them, or were they clear? No, no, not at all. Uh, I didn't. I didn't get stuck on that. No, as I said, oh, the, only thing I, the only thing I got stuck on was a was a was a puzzle that I eventually eventually managed to solve. All the other stuff was uh, uh, was was quite doable. So uh, no complaints there. Oh, that's good. Um, yeah, because that is my concern. I mean, I, I do really like pixel art, but that is my concern with pixel art games that uh, they they can have pixel hunting um, as well. So I'm very happy to hear that there is no uh, no issues on your end with that. So uh, it is on my. I think I bought the game. I have it in my library, and I am looking forward to getting the chance to play it. It'll probably be in the new year with everything going on, but I imagine that from uh, January. You should be able to do a, uh, to easily do a playthrough in one evening. Uh, oof, well, you maybe, don't know my Maybe evenings. even two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I look forward to playing it very soon, hopefully, because, uh, yeah, it's been on my radar. And, uh, and yeah, uh, I'm delighted that you, that you enjoyed it. So that is The Plague Doctor of Wipra, from, well, it's developed by Electro Cosmos and published by Application Systems Heidelberg. Uh, so thank you, Thomas, and that is available on Steam. And yeah. uh, perfect. Okay. Um, so now, uh, one of the games that I played, which uh, was um, one of the games being shown at Adventure X, is We'll Always Have Paris from California Studios, who made uh, Sarawat, um, which was a murder mystery uh, kind of text, uh, choose your own adventure, Sarawak rather and so the next game was we'll always have paris now just a warning for people listening this game does talk about uh dementia that is the main part of the game so if you don't want to listen to this review i will try and put timestamps at least with this review and you can move on um but yeah so it's a short game again it's with minimalist uh graphics this time it has uh more graphics in it and uh you play the role of um husband and uh, so of Simon Smith, who's a retired chef who lives with his wife, Claire. They've been married 50 years. 
Uh, we find out at the very beginning of the game that Claire is slowly losing her memory, that uh, she has dementia. And uh, it's this is from the point of view of the husband. And uh, so how difficult it is also for him, how challenging it is. And basically, it's a day in the life of him as well, the things he has to do to try and help her as well. So he starts off, he's in the bathroom, he's shaving, and then he's interacting with her. And uh, and yeah, then you just go about uh, your day uh, you to go to the library and uh, you can choose as well what you want to do if you want to, you to go shopping as well. Uh, but then you can choose if you want to go for a stroll by the uh, canal, um, you know, just remember when the two of you used to go walking down there as well. Um, so, you know, with a game, you know, with a topic like this, I suppose the question is how is this topic dealt with? Because I think from the start, people probably know whether this game will be for them or not. I think the developers are aware of that. Uh, there are probably people who are probably like, no, this game is not for me because of the topic, which I think is fair enough. I have to say, I think the developers did handle the topic um, very sensitively. I do know, unfortunately, a couple of people who have either had dementia or who have dementia, and it is a very, very difficult uh, for the entire family, for everybody involved. Uh, but I do think that they dealt with it uh, very sensitively. They, they, hmm. they didn't try to do this, you know, with shock value or anything or just to be controversial. They did come across this, you know, kind of like for research maybe and to try and show, okay, it is a game, but kind of show what it might be like for someone on the other side. Um, so I thought, now there is kind of a revelation, which I don't want to give away as well uh, at, towards the end of the game. Um, it's, I thought it was very well written. Um, and I didn't find it too short running. I thought that this game, um, what, uh, so one thing that I w would say as well, now I thought that there's some things, you know, you do normal things that I've mentioned, shopping, pick out the groceries, you can do it automatically from the mobile phone or you can do it manually. It doesn't really have much of an effect. Uh, there were some puzzles as well um, where you have to put pieces of notes together. So a letter together, put it back that has been torn up and a photo as well. I enjoyed this puzzle, but I thought it was a bit too many. So in the 45 minutes, there was two puzzles like that where you're putting documents back together. I would have preferred maybe uh, a little bit more variety in the terms mm. of gameplay like that because the second time I was like, oh, this is the same thing. But again, it worked. It did make sense narratively. And then the game did hit me. It was very sad. Now, it's not, you know, misery porn or anything. I thought mm. that there was some, not fun moments, but, you know, kind of reminiscing and some nostalgia as well. So... But um, I can, as I said, certainly understand if people don't, because I, at Adventure X, um, I spoke to some people who said that they didn't want to play this game because they thought that they don't mind some sad moments in games, but a whole game to be about this, uh, they thought it'd be too much, um, which I think is fair enough. What I would say as well, though, if we want games to be considered art and to be taken as seriously as films and books, um, I think we probably do need games like this, you know, that tell stories like these that will be for some people, not for others that people might be curious about. Uh, and as long as they're told sensitively, because I know that there are some games maybe that is kind of like, uh, oh, like a superpower or something. That's not this game. This is more realistic mm. uh, like that. Uh, so, I mean, I'm not sure if enjoy is the right word for a game like yeah, this, but, yeah. <laughs> but it is a well-made game. There's no voice acting, but it's very well written. The topic is handled very sensitively um, and it's very short, about 45 minutes. Uh, and it did, it did hit me um, towards the end. Um, I won't lie. Um, but uh, but yeah, so I do have to say congrats to uh, the two people at California Studios. I think I'll definitely be keeping an eye on what they do 
in the future as well. And hopefully have them on the podcast to talk more about the game. And uh, so it's very different to their previous game, Sarawak, which was a murder mystery. Oh, right. <laughs> um, okay. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, look, if you're curious about this game, it's $2.99. It's available on Steam and it's available on itch.io and it's available on mobiles on both Android and uh, Google Play um, and um, uh, iPhone. And yeah, I mean, again, I <clears throat> I would recommend, but of course, depending on people's situation, they might not want to play it. But if you are curious, I would recommend checking it out. It's We'll Always Have Paris. Lovely. So, yeah. Laura, uh, <laughs> a very, very different game. Now. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say. Polar opposite. No, don't, don't know how to segue. To... <laughs> <laughs> but we've had, we've had uh, you know, a lot of cat detectives, right? dog detectives, giraffe mm. detectives, Lady Winklebottom investigates. And now we're going to talk about a frog detective. Mm. That is I a would, third game. I would argue the OG animal detective who came before True. this, uh, all this wave of animal detectives. Yes, it's the beloved frog detective. And you're right, it's Frog Detective 3 Corruption at Cowboy County. Mm. Um, this is by the lovely Grace Bruxner um, and published by Worm Club and Super Hot Presents. Um, if you know anything about the previous two, I think I did... Um, review both of them on uh this podcast as well uh very delightful charming um uh, very funny games um all about uh the said frog detective who's the second best detective uh behind lobster cop and uh his uh, yeah his misadventures <laughs> trying to solve crimes um as a detective um I would suggest if you haven't played the first two, definitely play them um, because it's it's all about really the funny interactions you have with these uh, silly uh, animal characters um, that Grace has uh, devised. That they've all got kind of weird backstories and uh, funny um, kind of hobbies and interests that you discover. And it's all about basically uh, going around a certain area, in this case, Cowboy County and uh interviewing people that the um the crime this time is that someone has stolen all of the town's hats and oh, no. you i know <laughs> a big crime and you have to basically interview everybody um, high stakes there oh, man. high stakes high stakes <laughs> Oof. uh you have to interview everybody and uh find out uh what's gone on basically and why these hats have been stolen and where they could be and who's stolen them. Um, so that's what you do. You go around and speak to everybody. Everybody's got, um, you know, something that they they need from you and then they might give you more information. Um, and so you, you, you kind of have to do tasks for different people. Then they might give you an item that somebody else wants for something. Um, so it's a, it's a lot of that, really. But the, the joy in it is, is meeting the characters. And uh, Grace has a very funny writing style. So there's lots of interesting characters to meet. There's a very very funny um sloth who keeps flirting with you um <laughs> and there's just lots of great little little characters basically and uh, grace even pops pops up uh once uh to to have a little chat with you in the game but uh it's it's that and you you have a, a notebook where you you write down um you, you don't actually write stuff down but you, your character will write down what everybody is looking for and notes about um you, you kind of write down notes about the characters uh so for example frog detective will write a 
about the uh, flirtatious sloth. Uh, I have to, you know, something like I have to concentrate on the case. And um, <laughs> there's uh, just kind of little funny asides like that. It's like it's a very charming game. It's, you know, if you want something very lighthearted, doesn't take itself very seriously, try it for Detective 3. If you love the first two, I would say it's not very different from that. The one big difference, and it is great, is that you get a little scooter to ride around uh, the town with this time. And every time you hop Ooh. on it, um, it plays sort of Wild West music, which is great. And you just get to speed around the town. There's no real purpose to the scooter apart from you can go around places quicker and it's just fun to go on the scooter. And there are one or two areas you need to reach, which you can only get by jumping about on, on the scooter. But I wouldn't, there's not even really any platforming. I would say there's one bit you have to get to with the scooter. The rest is if you just want to speed around the town on a scooter it's quite good fun um yeah so it, it could be done i would say it's a little bit longer than the other two which were about an hour each i'd say this is maybe an hour and a half to two hours um so there's a bit bit extra stuff you have to do um but yeah an, another great uh fraud detective game if you if you've loved any of the others you'll love this one and uh, if you haven't tried any others try them first but do try this one as well because i think this is a really nice uh finale to the series Lovely. What what are the puzzles like? I know you said you had more to do yeah. compared to the two previous games. Were they still So it's it's again it's still fairly simple. It's a lot of you 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 sort of talk uh to everybody and then you have to you can you know there's some items that you have to examine you do you, you have a little um your inventory you, you're not kind of it's not like in a traditional point click adventure where you've got your inventory and you you know use items on everything your your items are there but you can't use them on anything unless it's the thing you have to actually use it for. And it's often you, when you're using it, it's giving to it, it to a character. So in the dialogue options, it will say something like, you know, give stew to blah, okay. blah, blah. So it's it's less, I would say that it's not kind of your complex mm. puzzle solving. Um, it, it's pretty, you know, just exhaust all the options with everybody in your, and then all you have to do is kind of go around to everyone again, even if you don't think, oh, I could use this item with this person. If you go and speak to them, it'll come up as an option, give blah, blah to them. So yeah, it's much more, like I say, about the characters, the dialogue, the world, having fun within that than uh, sort of difficult puzzle solving, I'd say. Sure, yeah, pretty much like the first two then. But yeah, yeah, very yeah, much what, so. One thing that surprised me in a positive sense is that on Steam, this got overwhelmingly positive reviews. Did you see that? Yeah, and I, you know, it, it's a I'm beloved delighted. series. I mean, yeah, I, um, that surprised me because I, and again, that's not saying anything bad about the previous games, no. but I know there's so many games, so many adventure games even, they're all vying for attention. Uh, they're all trying to get reviews and everything. And yet this game, Frog Detective 3, has got 676 reviews at the time of recording. And it's overwhelmingly positive, all reviews and recent reviews, um, which is astonishing. I did not think that so many people would be reviewing it because... Well, I honestly it. think that's down to Grace's writing and mm, her fantastic absolutely. characters. People love those characters. They are really funny. And I think they really tap into a kind of slightly kind of meme style of humor that obviously travels very well on, on social media mm. uh, i mean if you look at the reviews they're all kind of said with a sort of sense of fun you know yeah frog um, is one one yeah, word review <laughs> someone's saying yeah. game of the year not even kidding i think frog mm. detective is a good man incredible work of art art 10 on 10 i mean i i think people do genuinely have love for this series i don't think mm. they're saying that sarcastically but i think it's 
it's because it's such a simple game it's yeah. incredibly simple but it's just done so well and it's very funny so i think people really warm to it and um yeah and you could also I'll, I'll you know if you are interested in this it is on steam but you can get all three if you have game pass um the the series is there on game pass so you if you're already paying for game pass you can get it for free um so it's it is definitely worth playing all three of them i think you could get it done in an afternoon and uh, they're so worth it and they're all as funny as each other look look at this review riveting heartbreaking flabbergasting a 10 out of 10 psychological thriller <laughs> <laughs> it's uh yeah again slightly tongue-in-cheek i would argue there right, but uh but yeah slightly yeah yeah <laughs> but, but i do think the people are serious when they get the review uh you know yeah. positive oh, review, totally. yeah uh, oh, cool! Well, again, that's in my library, and uh, if it's a <laughs> what is in your library? <laughs> I know everything, every single game. I am slowly but surely getting through my uh, backlog, but um, uh, which is impossible to go through completely. But uh, well, thank you, Lawrence. That is from Detective Three: Corruption at Cowboy County. I do like this um, quote in the game in a screenshot from Dusty. He says, "I sit and ponder, Detective. Is this theft a bad thing? Perhaps." <laughs> yeah, there's lots um, of great lines like that. But good, uh, good thing crime isn't real then. Exactly, yeah. according to one of the reviews as well. That's a common. Uh, that's a, a little line in in the game as well. Ah, okay. Well, I'll definitely have to play that. Uh, so thank you, Laura. So now again for something that I'm going to guess is completely different again. Uh, Thomas, you also played uh, Blood Nova, I believe. Yes. Um, so what can you tell us about this game and what did you think? Well, I, I kickstarted this game. Oh. I backed it there and uh, it was released uh, early October. Uh, but I had uh, I didn't have the time to play it until last week, uh, which is a shame because it's this is a good game. Uh, I played their previous game as well. Uh, that's why I wanted to back this one. The the corruption within, I believe, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, which I within. played as yes. well, and I really enjoyed. Yeah. So this is the same uh, um, same style, uh, except it's this uh, science fiction, and it is very. Uh, there's also a bit, it's very philosophical too, um, which I really liked. So you uh, are Princess Love, and you are the uh, the heir to the throne of a, a, a very big galactic empire. And you are in a lighthouse with your best friend and protector, Kel. And you are stranded there because something happens. Something bad happens. And uh, Kel gets injured and you now have to uh, make sure every uh, you, sur you, you two survive. And it basically turns into a, or turns into, a, it's basically a very straightforward uh, point and click adventure game. Uh, you uh you go around uh all the all the locations you find uh, you you find objects uh you use you generally use those objects to uh find diff uh, other objects in other locations and all the while this um this story is playing out and it's the story that really makes this game because it almost feels like um they they give they barely give any uh any backstory that you all learn almost everything um in in game by by talking to people uh by uh, uh reading things etc and it's I, I found the world building here very very well done uh it really pulled me in it has this a uh, bit of a philosophical aspect in the same way as june has this lot of Ooh. these 
physics philosophical aspects. Now, this is not as sprawling as June is, but it certainly um, uh, certainly aims for something like that. Like there are there are some surprises in there. There are some. Uh, yeah, it's it's. I found it. I found it quite good, actually. <laughs> yeah, mm -hmm. not 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 that I'm surprised by that. It's good. I mean, I was expecting it to be good, but I'm glad that it's good too. Um, it took me. Uh, I didn't really get stuck a lot. There were some puzzles like uh, where you just um, uh, where I missed something and I had to get back to get it or something, or I just couldn't find the right uh, the right thing. But eventually, I, I got through everything. Um, it's also like you don't need a notepad to keep track because if you, for instance, find a password to a computer in a room and then you find a computer, then you don't need to remember the password because the character has remembered it for you. If you get, if you, if you understand what I mean. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So it's that's not handy. like you have to, you don't have to write down the password <laughs> yourself. Yeah. Oh, that's that's good. That's useful. <laughs> yeah, I find I find that very uh, very happy because it uh, it saves me. Because I'm playing, I've, I've played all this uh, on my Steam Deck, um, so I don't, you know, I don't always have uh, like I'm, at my computer I have a notepad and a pen there always, you know, because adventure mm. games. But uh, yeah, I uh, it's it's not a super long game. It took me uh, a little under eight hours to finish it. Uh, but it was a compelling game. Uh, you don't just play uh, the Princess Love, you also play a few other, uh, you play also play another character during the game, but uh, that's all I will say about it. And it is four chapters uh, to finish it. Okay. Yeah. Okay, yeah, no, I've, from what I heard about this game, one of the things that it was praised for is its lore. Uh, yeah. you know, background and I've heard that this does a really good job uh, with that it sounds like it you mentioned June so um, but yeah so well I, again it's on my list of games to play I played previous games from Cosmic Void and Russ Joseph Gardner um, and yeah so I'd say I really like the, the graphics I really like the look of it oh it took um, me five and a half hours to finish it oh okay, okay. that's not yeah. too bad no um, decent yeah, uh, perfect. So that is Blood Nova, definite recommendation from from you, Thomas. Then as well. So again, yes. is this more old school? Would you say? Uh, it certainly or... looks that way. Yeah, it it, mm. it is. It 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 uh, um, it purposefully invokes that old school feel, but it plays uh, it plays a, a very not very modern. Uh, mm. So it's it's not a text parser or anything. It's just, it's really is a point and click. Cool. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and that is available on Steam. Yes. Perfect. Uh, well, thank you for that. Uh, so again, that is Blood Nova. So... Um, cosmic Void. Well, uh, from Cosmic Void, yes. Well, as you guys know, we're coming up to Christmas. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. And, uh, Christmas, before... you mean? Christmas? <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, Mary, so is it? So should it be Merry Christmas then? Yep, I send that joke every yeah. year, and then you, <laughs> and then you say that I say the same jokes. <laughs> and uh, well, I imagine Thomas, uh, you will be becking the holes with oh, Holly. My gosh. Well, anyway, no, <laughs> no, 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 no reaction no. from oh, Thomas. I quite like that. No. I thought that was quite Thank good. Thank you. Uh, mm. Well. 
um, they, I'm going to get myself in a Christmas mood because there are a few Christmas games and I will probably be doing uh, either an episode or a video on Christmas adventure games that people can play as well. So I won't spend too long this, but one of the games that I play is probably the Christmas game. It's called Watch Over Christmas from Dionys Games, or Dionys Games, uh, yeah. Again, me and pronunciation. <laughs> uh, anyway, so in this game, you play as a 12-year-old boy called Cisco. It's Christmas Eve. And again, like all Christmas or all 12-year-old uh, boys around the world, you're waiting for Santa to come. But then you'll never guess what. Uh, you get, you receive a message over the radio uh, that Santa has been kidnapped. Oh, no. No. So you will need to go to travel around to these fantastical locations to save Santa in order to save Christmas and possibly find out a little bit more about yourself along the way. I mean, that's kind of um, more save Christmas, uh, <laughs> if I'm honest. Um, but yeah, it, the story does sound cliche. Certainly we've had many films and you know, their books or anything like this, but we've never really had, up until now, a proper Christmas game. Um, but I really like this. There are a number of reasons why I like it. First of all, it looks fantastic. Uh, if you see the graphics, the cartoony graphics, it's made from Visionaire Studios, I believe. So the same, uh, um, the, the same program that um, Didalic Games use for the, the Podia, mm. uh, same way that um, uh, Silvernote Studios made uh, Silvernote Studios. And you can tell it looks really, really nice. Some very nice animations. Some nice cartoony animations as well. Now, this is a game, storyline obviously is appropriate for kids, but this is a game that adults could enjoy as well. It's not childish. Um, it's not saccharine. It could easily be being a Christmas game, but uh, it does keep that to a minimum. Uh, it is more comedic, but it's also grounded uh, in your quest. It's like a typical adventure game in, in many ways. Um, it's point and click, and there are puzzles in this game. There are some challenging, but I would say fair puzzles as well. Uh, there are a number of logic puzzles along the way. And now I was thinking, oh my Lord, you know, this poor child has to solve these very challenging logic puzzles uh, to say Santa. But at least they do make sense kind of in the game. There's, there was never any time that I thought there was moon logic. Um, I mean, there were maybe one or two times where you have to paint some food green in order to have green, you know, food. But what I would think, or I was thinking, this would, this would still taste like paint. But anyway, <laughs> um, it's adventure game logic, but it's not too bad, uh, at least. Um, it's uh, but the, the puzzles they, they were fun. I would say um, they do have some hints in the game as well. During these puzzles, there is a hotspot highlighter as well if you wish to use, which is optional. Uh, the voice acting was quite good. Um, what they've done with the voice actor for Cisco, they didn't use a, a real boy. I think they used uh, uh, a girl actor who sounds, and I think maybe they might have used her voice to make it sound more like a, a child. But okay. I think it, it only works. Yeah. Um, I never found the boy annoying or grating. And um, I feel like they're just very positive. You know, a lot of times you might find games or stories like these, you know, that come from dysfunctional families or anything. But there's a pretty... Uh, normalish family that uh, you know loving parents and a sister even though you have arguments with a sister you don't hate each other um and you know kind of a positive may he looks up to his parents as well and he just wants to save christmas and uh yeah i had quite a bit of fun with this game 
and it took me about 12 hours over 12 hours to complete uh so oh, wow do, okay if you it is a long game yeah uh, the, the music was also quite nice it's quite catchy um it never became annoying or re- i mean it is repetitive i guess but it never became annoying and uh, they also had this soundtrack available which i might get myself because it's the type of music that you can listen to in the background um but yeah i think this is the perfect i would be curious to know uh, I would certainly recommend, you know, maybe parents to play with their children. I don't know what children would find with this game if they would be bored, if it's too slow paced for them, because, you know, it is a point and click adventure game. Mm. Uh, also, the puzzles oh, might they be. Should, bit... They should use a game like this to introduce them to Absolutely. point point. I mean, uh, I think on their own, some of the puzzles might be a bit too challenging for kids. Uh, they might be challenging for adults as well. But um, but they are fair, and I would definitely recommend if you certainly on your own, you don't need to. This is not just for children, but if you wanted yourself to get into the Christmas mood, even if you don't like Christmas, I would still recommend this game. It's a fun game, uh, traditional point and click. Obviously, it's best to play it around this time, but it could really be played anytime if you wanted well, to play. It certainly looks really nice. I mean, the animation really, style really is really good, and there's some really lovely animations uh, in the game as well. Uh, so yeah, if there are any parents who, who are playing this game with their kids, I would be really curious to know what uh, the kids thought in particular um, as well. But um, but yeah, this game can be bought on uh, Steam and it can be bought on Humble uh, Store and uh, Switch, Nintendo Switch. Um, and it is Watch Over Christmas and I would definitely recommend the game as well. And then for a nice double build, there is a new game that, uh, well, by the time this podcast goes out, uh, it will be released on the 29th of November of this year called Azazel's Christmas Stable. And in that game, you you do, uh, you do work for the devil. <laughs> so you have to kidnap uh, Santa or you to try and destroy Christmas. Um, so that could be a nice double build. That's more comedic. It's a pixel art point and click, so it's more comedic, uh, tongue-in-cheek. Uh, and I just played the very beginning of it, but I like what I played. It's also fully voice acted, and the objectives are clear from what I played as well. So uh, I look forward to playing that as well, see if I can get a chance to play that before this Christmas. Um, but uh, it might be a nice double bill for people to play. Uh, so yeah, so this game in particular is Watch Over Christmas, and Azazel's Christmas Fable is the second game. But uh, yeah. I would encourage people to check check it out. We shall. So, going from Christmas, now we've also just been back from uh, Halloween. So, um, but again, you know, we could play horror games any time of year. <clears throat> but yes. uh, the three of us have played a game that has a lot of people been talking about is the excavation of Hobbs Barrows. So, mm. I think the three of us are going to talk about it, but... Um, I'll start with uh, Laura. Um, do you think uh, that this game, that uh, that this barrow should have been excavated? <laughs> should it have been uh, left alone? Well, um, I don't. Before you, before you start, maybe you should explain what a barrow is. Uh, yes. Yes. Um, good point. <laughs> me specifically, or um, well, you... I mean, a barrow. I mean, you do discover in the game, but it, it, it's kind it's... of a mound. It's yeah. a burial ground, um, uh, which. Um, you as a kind of keen, um, well, archaeologist, excavationist, uh, antiquarian, um, you are going to excavate this barrow that you've discovered. Um, you, this is kind of rural Victorian England time uh, that this is all taking place. And you, you, you say it's a horror game. I would say it's more kind of 
psychological yes. kind of thrillery, really, rather than true horror. But it's in... got that kind of fear and creeping dread uh, that you find in a lot of kind of Victorian horror, I guess. Um, it, yeah, you know, it... the, the Brits are really good at this kind of yeah. atmosphere, you know, like the, the kind uh... of dread um, that you, also, you get. Also, that you're constantly wondering, like, is, is there something supernatural going on or not? Exactly. It's is this actually happening? Is this just real life and and the protagonist is mad or is this supernatural? And and it really plays upon uh, those kind of ideas pretty well. And the idea is, yeah, you are Thomasina and uh, you hear her say her name quite a lot. (laughs) Thomasina, uh, fantastic name, Thomasina Bateman. And uh, she is writing this book on the barrows of England. So she goes to this place um, in this this village of Beulah and uh, it's in the middle of nowhere and she arrives here and all the townsfolk are a little bit wicker man like and if you've seen that film they're all a little bit odd and something weird's going on but you're not quite sure what and you 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 basically go about speaking to them it's uh, all in in pixel art and um you talk to them and you've got to discover more about what's going on you you have to uh, find out what's going on with this barrow because you've got this strange letter that was bringing you to this place and the person who wrote it you know you have to find them first and it's all just about uncovering the oddness of the place and and, and working out what what's going on and it definitely takes you somewhere I, I don't want to give anything away but um it, it definitely goes there into a certain I was really excited to find out what was going to happen with this because I uh, you know it goes some weird places that this game but um yeah I don't want to give too much away uh, th- there's a lot of uh, it goes about different days and you talk to everybody and it's a lot of, um, you know, you have inventory puzzles and you've got to combine things with certain things. Quite a fair bit. You've got to, you know, have a good look around, I found, with with some of the puzzles. Mm. Um, but yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll hand it over to you guys. I'd, I'd say for me, I really love the atmosphere. Mm. Um, some of the, the, the having to wander around loads, I, I got a little bit tired of it at yeah. some points. But the fact that you could travel around on the map you know, you oh. could fast travel to places that was good. Uh, but sometimes that then meant you missed things because you have to be walking through certain areas to find things. Um, but I, yeah, the ending, I think we can all discuss together, but uh, obviously without spoilers, but um, in general, really loved it. So different. Um, and uh, it's great that, the you know, the Cloak and Dagger guys who have who've made this game, they have made unusual kind of menacing games before. Football game was was pretty weird, a date in the part that they made as well. So I'm glad that they're kind of leaning on that because they're clearly pretty good at, at telling that kind of story. And um, yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. I, I thought it was great. Very, very unusual, mysterious and totally different from anything else you're going to play this year, I think. Yeah, they have a tendency to uh, to take um, like mythologies that are not that common and mm. then do do something really weird with it. Like Sumatra, Fate of Yandi is also from there. I haven't played that one yet, but I really do want to play it. I'll, I did play the demo at Adventure X in 2019. Yes. We also have Legend of the Hand, which is more like an, uh, an Eastern, uh, Far East uh, martial artist uh, uh, thing. So they have a good uh, good pedigree. And uh, let's be honest, if Watchet Eye publishes it, that is an automatic stamp of approval. Sure. Because it's all voice acted uh, as it well. It is completely voice which, acted and it is really well done. Which adds to acting. it. Definitely. No, the, the voice acting really adds. It's a really good voice acting. Bob's Definitely. <laughs> Lo- love those accents. And, yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm not from England, uh, but those accents seemed... Um, 
uh, you know, to seem appropriate to me. <laughs> yes, I would say there's uh, a, yeah. a uh, there's uh, a one or two things that aren't quite correct, but yeah, pretty much I would say, and um, it definitely you know adds to that sense mm. of uh she's in the middle of nowhere in this rural atmosphere and she does because she's got a very posh accent in comparison mm. to them so i think it really helps to set her apart from everybody else and it really draws you into that atmosphere yeah i liked her you know the, um, that she was uh you know the main character was a female and there is uh this kind of underhand kind of sexism uh, through because when she first arrives and all the people well the men asking oh so where's your husband class yeah you, and she's yeah like, well i'm on my own so are you planning on getting married and she's like well i don't know but i'm here on Hawk my own to, yeah to yeah, excavate she this. says <laughs> <laughs> uh, and it's really uh is it suzanne or uh oh i can't remember the name of the voice actress um, um she was at adventure x she was as at well. adventure x i didn't um, get a chance to speak to her but no neither um, did i i really wanted to actually yeah but, she was um, fantastic they, they all were um, but yeah, while Laura's looking up the <laughs> voice actress, uh, I really did like the the writing as well, as you mentioned. And yeah, it's more like a folklore horror that builds up, but yeah, mysterious psychological thriller suspense. I there was one. I mean, again, on uh, when on Venture Gamers forums, there was one or two people saying, "Oh, it's, there's no horror. When the horror going to happen? This isn't very scary." And I was like, wait for it, wait for it. <laughs> uh, but it does build up. And I did like the, um, uh, the suspense and uh, tension to build up. I did have one or two very, very minor complaints uh, about uh, the story, which I won't spoil. Um, but you know that time, early on in the game, when you're moving this very big object, uh, yes. you get the object. Now, it does cut to black. I did like the voiceover. But then when she said, I had to move this through the town square, Thankfully, there's nobody there at that time. And it got cut back, and it's the exact same people in the exact same square who were just there. So <laughs> I thought it was a little bit convenient that they had just gone, and then they came back to the... <laughs> it's very minor, I know, but it did kind of hit me at the time. A second thing, and again, towards the end, no spoilers, but when you're told a revelation, a pretty important part from another character... And I thought, oh, this is interesting. And then she kind of forgets about it. That I don't know if the game really mentioned it until the very end, that she never really even mentioned that. I, I can tell you guys uh, when we finish recording. Yeah, you'll have to, I think, because um, I'm yeah. trying to work out what you mean. <laughs> the, the, the night before. When she's yeah, speaking you'll to, have to... Yeah. Uh, but again, I <laughs> still really, away. really enjoy it. I do agree with you, Laura, about uh, you know, the puzzles wandering around. I uh, puzzles, I think, are fair to say that they're kind of like doing favors for people with a typical adventure mm. uh, game fair. And then it does get more logic puzzles towards it, the end. It gets a little bit kind of um, Indiana Jones and yeah. the Fate of Atlantis near the end. It felt very much yeah. like that. Yeah. yeah, I thought it was better than in the. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> if I'm honest, well, people, long term listeners will know what I think of it, the ending of Fate of Atlantis. There but... are people screaming at their. I know, their I know. Now. Um, but, uh, but, but yeah, no, I really, really enjoyed it. Did you find, uh, Samantha, I don't know how you say her surname, Beart, 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 yeah. Samantha. (laughs) Samantha. Um, but yeah, no, the atmosphere I agree was really good. Just some comments from other people. Uh, well, little girl, now this is little girl, uh, Midnight. It's a developer of this upcoming game. Uh, he said, who I've spoken with before, and he said, best atmosphere in, 10 years, maybe 20, together with nine witches, uh, which I have not played, but then Lauren K. This is completely different from nine, nine witches. Uh, yeah. Well, 
Uh, Lauren K says, one of the best games I've played in years. Truly tip my hat to Sean, uh, Sean Atchison, to one of the developers, Dave Gilbert, who published it, and Ben. I imagine she means is it Ben Chandler? I don't know if he did the art on this game. Um, but and then she said, and the rest of the team as well as voice actors. Uh, Matt uh, Latham. Now he does get some spoilers, so I'm going to talk around the spoilers. Um, he said in our Discord, I really like the story and slow build. Yeah, it is a slow build, but I like mm, that. It is. I think yeah, I have to, I agree with that sentiment in that the first day of it, I was like, well, this is okay. I don't know. Yeah. I'm not sure about this. But then it, it, when you get more and more information about what's going on, you're like, oh, this is interesting. And I really got into it. Yeah, yeah. you're looking for, I think one of the main parts of the game was, where is Leonard's sh- shoulder? <laughs> that Who's the person who sent you the letter in the yes. first place? Yeah. Um, yeah, this really, this really is like uh, uh, if, if Lovecraft had written The Wicker Man, you know? That this is the, this, <laughs> this kind of you, atmosphere. I was trying to remember what it reminded me of, and it reminds, reminds me of a very classic ghost story called Turn of the Screw oh, uh, yes. by Henry James. And that is all, and I'm sure they must have modeled it off this a novel because very, very classic Victorian ghost story. And it's all about a kind of governess and whether she's gone mad, really, and whether she's seeing these things or whether that it is, and I think at the time everyone thought it was just a ghost, a simple ghost story. But then, further re-readings, people have said, "Well, actually, is she actually seeing any of this?" And that's kind of what you're going through is Thomasina as well. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Well, Matt goes on to say again, the atmosphere was great, creepy, and tense. The voice acting of the lead, a character found to be very well done, and added a, a lot of life to Thomasina. Uh, I really liked how much it felt like an old school horror film. <laughs> uh, don't want to give spoilers. Spoilers. Gameplay wise, I quite like the puzzles, although it does. Um, he said he had to consult a walkthrough towards with the logic puzzles towards the me end. Me too. But, yeah, me yeah, too. I had to consult a lot of um, But overall, I really enjoyed it. So thank you, Matt, as well. So that yeah, is one of the most talked about games. I think uh, that people have been talking about quite. Uh, I think uh, deservedly so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it is. I mean, it's definitely going to be one of my games of the year. I'd say. I don't know exactly where, but um, but yeah, no, it's another game from uh, well, Wajidai, uh, mark of approval, which you kind of had the seal of approval. Then you know it's going to be a good game. I think at this stage, uh, if Dave Gilbert publishes it or Wajidai publish it, um, and yeah, Cloak and Dagger as well, who themselves have a very good track record. They also made a terrible old man. Uh, which I really enjoyed. Um, so, and it's available on Steam. Well, and don't, don't think it's available on GOG, but um, I think uh, it's coming to Switch as well. But I might be mistaken. Yeah, there. I think I heard that, but I'm not sure. Uh, it should well, definitely be played by as many people as as possible. Definitely, because, uh, this is a great game. Yeah, it was called Incantamentum, but Dave Gilbert said that he asked him to change it because he couldn't pronounce the name. <laughs> Um, so yeah that is the excavation of Hobbs Barrow and it's out uh, now so I think that's all the games we've played for now at least Um, yeah just about uh, yeah and I know we're coming towards the end of the year Uh, I know December is busy for all of us so I imagine still in the middle of the World Cup too as well so I imagine we'll probably be back to talk about our (laughs) is there a World Cup on Some kind of uh, sham thing going on, yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> what are your thoughts on this, Laura? No. <laughs> <laughs> you want no, to tell I think, us? I think you could tell. Anyway, move on. <laughs> uh, oh, 
Well, uh, we'll probably be back, I imagine, pro- probably end of December, beginning of January mm. to talk about our favorite uh, adventure games of the year, top 10, I imagine. Are you guys playing anything at the moment or playing anything in the, in the future? The I'm next playing uh, Lucy, Lucy Dreaming. Right oh, now. yes, that's nice. another game that's been talked about. Yeah, um, that's, uh, that, and I'm like quite liking it. I've, I'm only like three hours in, uh, but so far, and you know, I've, I've played the demo as well. But uh, the main game is slight. It's not like the demo is like the per- first part of the game, although it it, it looks it, it looks and plays similar. It's uh, it's actually quite different. So uh, I'm I'm enjoying it. It's it's also a bit harder than I thought it would be, which is oh yeah, it's challenging, more challenging than it, I thought it would be, which is good, because I've had a few times that I uh, couldn't t- figure something out, and I I put down the Steam Deck. And like uh, an hour later, I get back to it, and then I suddenly realize what the solution was. So those like those those kind of puzzles where you just have to uh, think uh, think really well. Now, I'm, I'm very much enjoying it. I but I have a lot of lot of games. Uh, I, I recently got uh, Pentiment. Yes, I started ah, playing that. Ah, yeah. It's supposed to be very good. I as started well. playing that. Yeah, excellent. And it's it, it is a bit overwhelming at first with a lot of characters and there's. A glossary of terms as well because it's based there are some real life characters from the middle ages and places and all but now i'm really beginning to, i mean i'm only 90 minutes in but yeah. i'm beginning to enjoy it more now but yeah yeah i also have plot of the druid that uh, yes. was released from kickstarter i also have monorail stories a game that i kickstarted as well and unusual findings and and a lot <laughs> so so many it's like a, a deluge of, of of games that mm. all of a sudden was well, Hopefully over Christmas we can have some time to play at least some of those. And Laura, are you playing anything in particular? Uh, I'd like to play um, Perfect Tides. I think that's one I'm going to yes. play this month. Uh, again, Perfect I'd love Tides. to play uh, Lucy Dreaming mm-hmm. and um, Justin Wack and the Big Time Hack. There's there's plenty of games I want to play. I think I'll definitely <laughs> play Perfect Tides. Well, yeah, I'll get round some to good the things about it. Yeah. What's uh, what's that what what's that one about? Uh, it's you're a uh, teenage girl and it's uh, set in the year 2000 and it's you growing up um, throughout the year as this teenager and kind of all the the toils and turmoils of of, of being a teen basically that looks really good yeah Yeah. I think it's very well written Um, I I know Kieran from um, our discord group um, and a listener has has, uh, bigged it up quite a lot so I'm interested to play it yeah he's really really enjoyed it it's one of his favourite games he said um so uh so did yeah you, well, did, did you guys uh, manage to meet uh meet listeners at adventure x some of them well, so, some people said that they recognized my voice <laughs> 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 either they didn't recognize my face they recognized my voice and i said oh, God, help you. <laughs> yeah, let's keep let's keep it that way yeah <laughs> <Cool>. <laughs> well um but yeah no it is a very good time uh but i am playing pentiment i start and i hope to play stray um, as well, which I know. Oh, yeah, I want to play straight too. There's uh, so many good well. games. I know. So we'll probably be back uh, probably in early January, and then we'll see after that. Um, because I know we are all busy. Now, I'll probably mention this. Uh, I'll probably do an intro once I get all this uh, more organized. But probably around December 15th, uh, some developers have said uh, the podcast will be doing a, a Christmas adventure game giveaway. Some developers have agreed to give uh, giveaways of their games. So Tom Harrod has agreed to uh, give away uh, Lucy Dreaming, uh, give a copy of Lucy Dreaming, um, Tom Green for Unknown Number, and a couple of others, Nine More Lives. Uh, David Lee Holmes said to give away a um, copy of his book, Awake I Dream. 
so I will probably be talking to some developers for a few minutes, talking about the games that they've released, how they're getting on, and and to celebrate the adventure games that were released this year and uh, do some giveaways as well over Christmas because the time of giving. Um, so that will probably be uh, in a few weeks. I will give more information on that as soon as I have organized things. Uh, and yeah, then uh, and then we shall see uh, more coming up as well. So anything you guys would like to mention before we finish up? I know, Laura, you're hungry. You must be starving. <laughs> <laughs> you haven't eaten yes, yet. I'm hungry. That's what I'd like to mention. You haven't eaten. <laughs> well, I have eaten in the day. I've just not had oh, dinner. Oh, oh, no. Well, I, if, I mean, if I hadn't eaten, I would be like uh, like an ogre. I would Aww. be like a monster. So fair play to you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> anything you guys would like to mention uh, before we finish up? Did we mention a Patreon? Yes, Patreon, yes. Patreon.com. Okay. All mentioned. Uh, Did we mention the Discord? Uh, you can join us on Discord, Twitter for however long that lasts. Mm. <laughs> um, I tried Mastodon. I I don't know. Uh, yeah. I've, I, Discord. Discord Yeah, is where we're at. Uh, I'm pretty sure how, know how to use that. So, yeah. So, well, thank you uh, to you, Laura and Thomas. Uh, it's been a while and it's been a, a great uh, talking to you guys again and i'm sure we'll be talking again over christmas and in the new year and hopefully beyond as well so um uh well and to everyone listening once again thank you so much to the patreon support in particular for helping us to sponsor adventure x and to everyone who listens and who uh supports us and who supports adventure games and the adventure game developers and thank you to the adventure game developers it's time like the oscars so i will stop um so take care everyone hope everyone does well and we'll be chatting very soon and Bye. keep on questing so if you like the adventure games podcast then please subscribe rate and review wherever you listen to podcasts please leave a review on itunes if you can as every review helps and reviews will help get the word out especially for adventure game developers who appear on the podcast now you can also follow me on social media you can follow me on twitter at advent game pod and follow me on facebook at adventure games podcast you can also follow me on instagram at adventure games podcast as well and we're also on discord at adventure games podcast so if you are a venture game developer or a venture game player you can follow us there so again please feel free to retweet and share podcast episodes and the podcast to people who you believe may enjoy it and you can also find more information about the podcast on www.adventuregamespodcast.com so until next time thank you